Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. No, she's not come undone, all right, Howard, but she might come undone after this weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, folks, we're back at the Wrestling Debate Show, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> after our preemption last week, ladies and gentlemen, we are back in the saddle again. It is Wednesday night, ladies and gentlemen, August the 7th, 2019, ladies and gentlemen, and I am your host, the Iceman, Jared DiGiorno, along with me, the human suplex machine, John Gross, as we welcome you to episode 175, ladies and gentlemen, of Wrestling Revisited, 
That riddle, of course, powers Romeo himself thought he was going to have a little bit of fun with everyone. Well, unfortunately, however, there was one person, however, who hit a running cannonball uh, on the riddle and left him laying, however, after basically hitting him on the ring step. And that was a guy formerly of Sanity, ladies and gentlemen, known as Killian Dane. Meanwhile, Shane Thorne defeated one Wild in a very good match, however. And believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, however, the contract tonight for the big tag team blockbuster that'll be coming up this Saturday night, ladies and gentlemen, as the Street Profits. Yes, folks, however, the Street Profits, Montez Ford and Dawkins, however, will take on the undisputed heirs, boys, of Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, if you will. The question is, will this be the UE tonight? Will this be the UE takeover in the Great White North this weekend by capturing all of the gold, the tag titles, the North American title, and possibly, once again, the big prize of them all, the NXT Championship? Well, we're going to let you know this Saturday night, ladies and gentlemen, how as the fun begins, however, at Toronto. And yes, folks, I want to tell you we have some news about TakeOver as well. This Saturday night on the Power Hour, 141364, join us for the pre-show at 6 p.m. Power And then at 7 o'clock, folks, get ready for the WWE Network, folks. Live from Toronto, folks, myself, Nigel McGinnis, Mama Lee himself, Laura Renewal, Pat McAfee, and the rest of the panel, including Charlie Caruso, John Fonzie and the rest of our uh, like Billy Kane will be in the Great White North of Canada, folks. Are waving the Maple Leaf flag and having definitely some Canadian team prize with great as it is going to be a crazy weekend to say the least. And yes, folks, we're going to be telling you about the aftermath of takeover and also Summer Slam our this Monday on episode 202 of Raw Radio this Monday afternoon. Plus some sports news, including some college football talk, one beat them for four pounds. But folks, we're going to have a lot of fun this weekend up there in the Great White North. And believe you me, it promises to be a lot of fun. Now, here are some of the matches you will see tonight on NXT UK if you did not get a chance to see this today. No way at all, it's going to be Ashton. It will be, believe it or not, Ginny and Dad, Piper Niven and Shia Brookside, ladies and gentlemen. And in the main event, ladies and gentlemen, however, believe it or not, however, believe it or not, it was Dave Master taking on Joe Coffee, C-O-F-F-E-Y, however, in the main event. So, folks, those were your results today, however, as far as NXT UK, of course, the big story of NXT UK, we'll talk about it in just a few minutes as we will break down the matches that have already been announced for NXT UK, which, by the way, will be on the live on the WWE Network three weeks from Saturday, live in part of Wales, ladies and gentlemen, however, and that comes to the absolute rocket puncher of the show, ladies and gentlemen. We will tell you about that right now here. What we will tell you... Like I said, what we will have planned for, um, like I said, what is planned for that show, ladies and gentlemen, here are the matches that have been announced so far. It will be Tony Storm defending her UK Women's title against Kaylee Ray. That should be a very entertaining match. Kaylee Ray from Glasgow, Scotland, 5'8", a fucking edge, 26 years old, from Pace, born in Paisley, uh, raised in, now lives in Glasgow, of course, made her pro debut at 17, ladies and gentlemen. He is playing the all time in NSYNC Championship, as well as a pretty tough 
hockey to get the TNA, however, so she will get her first crack at that title. Meanwhile, Tyler Bates, who know about his history, of course, his battle, of course, with Dunn the Bruiserweight, might have his work cut out for him here. Tyler Bates is a big, strong man from West Middlelands, New England, Harris, 22, however, standing 5'7", a fucking 70, ladies and gentlemen, will take on the big, massive, strong Walter. That's right, Walter. 6'4", pounds, a big, strong man from Vienna, Austria, coming up for the UK title. And just announced, ladies and gentlemen, today by NXT GM Johnny Faye. This is the main official, ladies and gentlemen. It will be a triple threat tag team match for the UK title. And here are the teams you will see. It will be Zach Gibson and James Drake, the grizzled young veterans, taking on Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster taking on Gallus, Mark Coffey, and, of course, Wolfgang. John, so far we've got three good matches so far as NXT a part of Wales. Your thoughts, I like this match, but this card, but you know, on August 31st, they're going to compete with AEW. Yes, that's a very good segue into the next segment, John. Very good point indeed. Of course, AEW All Out Show, ladies and gentlemen, will be also that night, ladies and gentlemen, in Chicago, Illinois, at the Sears Arena. It is just about sold out for that. Tickets went on sale a few weeks ago. And of course, tickets went on sale last week at John Singles, Washington, D.C., at the Capital One Arena. However, for the first AEW show, they'll be coming up six weeks from tonight, ladies and gentlemen, in the nation's capital. Coming up this Friday, tickets will go on sale. Boston, Philadelphia. So we will definitely be watching that very carefully. Let's talk about all out, ladies and gentlemen, however. Uh, like I said, how as far as the goes. And I know you to talk about that, of course, ladies and gentlemen, on August 31st at the Sears Arena. Ladies and gentlemen, we have six matches already on the card, ladies and gentlemen. And here are the matches that you will see, ladies and gentlemen. In one match, you will see Darby Allen taking on Jimmy Havoc and Joey Janela in a three-way dance. However, that should be very entertaining. In a one-on-one match, that could be a show stealer. And this one, I think, will be a show stealer. It will be Cody Rhodes taking on the perfect 10-10-10 tie Dillinger, Sean Spears, with his new friend and manager, former NWA, WWE, Hall of Famer, ladies and gentlemen, Cully Blanchard. Yes, folks, Cully Blanchard will be in the corner of the perfect 10 tie Dillinger's corner However, against Cody Rhodes, you talk about the history of Rhodes and Blanchard, however, of the back in the old NWCW era, however, Jimmy Crockett, however, this one could be a show stealer in Chicago. We know the history of Rhodes and Blanchard in Chicago. They, of course, had some great battles all over the country, not just in Chicago, but other cities, Philadelphia, Washington, Baltimore, Richmond, Greensboro, Pittsburgh, Winston-Salem, Asheville, Columbia, Savannah, Atlanta, West Palm Beach, Tampa, Orlando, so many matches. So much uh, time, that is one heck of a battle. Then, ladies and gentlemen, for the AAA World Tag Team Championship, he as well. The Lucha Brothers, Pentagon Jr. and Ray Fenex, the champs, will defend their titles again. Max Jackson, Nick Jackson, we saw them have a great match in Vegas. That one could be even better than the one they had in Vegas, I can tell you right now, folks. Plus, how about this one? Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta will take on the Dark Order of Eva Uno and Stu Grayson. The winners, however, will receive a first round buy in the AEW World Tag Team Championship Tournament, however. So that's the interesting. 
and then of course we got these two ones that will definitely turn it down in Chicago. No pun intended. Some surprises here in this one. First off, a guy who was competing in the New Japan tournament, however, recently and who was bumped from the tournament, if you will, in an upset, I believe, just a few days ago, just recently, I believe, from yesterday or today. The artist formerly known as Dean Ambrose, ladies and gentlemen, John Moxley, will take the in a one-on-one match. And then, of course, the big one. Yes, folks, the big one. And this one could be a show stealer in more ways than one, if you like to say, and I like to say. It will be Adam Hangman Page looking to hang his name onto AEW World Title for the first time ever and become the first ever AEW Champion. But, but, there is a catch here, folks. He's got one person that is staring him down, Howard, and ready to that he is all that and then some man. You know who I'm talking about. Yes, folks. The man himself from, of course, Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. The thrill seeker himself, ladies and gentlemen. The highlight of the night. I'm talking about our good friend, Danny from Oak Park. I'm talking about the other highlight of the night, ladies and gentlemen. The man from the Great White North, GTS, Tech of the Woods. Yes, folks. Biggest man. It is Chris Jericho. Yes, folks. Chris Jericho will be looking for another eight championship to add to his. Hall of Fame well, the question is will he be able to do so against a guy like Hayden Page we'll find out Saturday night in Chicago and folks I'll tell you that is going to be one heck of an event in Chi-Town really exciting yes I will and of course ladies and gentlemen as we said of course we got some big news coming up for you WWE fans of course who are looking to uh, check out your uh, favorite superstars that are remaining near you. As we pointed out earlier, ladies and gentlemen, we talked about Titus O'Neil uh, last night on the, uh, I it was the, it was the Muslim Revisited show. We were trying to tell you where you can check out uh, and, and an opinion near you, ladies and gentlemen. But we can tell you now, ladies and gentlemen, we have got, of course, some other places where you can check out the WWE and an actual facility near you. We already told you, of course, we're going to be in August and September. We're going to try to let you know about that in a bit. But most also, we can tell you, we're going to tell you right now that coming up on Saturday, September 14th, ladies and gentlemen, right before the is Come Meet Ali at 3850 East Independence Boulevard in Charlotte, 28205 on Saturday, September 14th, about 4 p.m. at the Walmart Square in Charlotte, as you will be talking to his fans the day before Clash of the Champions, ladies and gentlemen. In addition to that, ladies and gentlemen, WWE will be coming to these facilities at an arena near you. Friday, September 20th at the Stampede Corral in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Tickets will go on sale for that live event this Friday. Also this Friday at the Rogers Place in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada on Saturday, September 21st. And then Sunday, September 29th at the Tucson Convention Center in Tucson, Arizona. Ladies and gentlemen, again, tickets for those events will go on sale, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, this Friday. Now, tomorrow night, NXT will be coming to you live, ladies and gentlemen, from the Albany Capital Center in Albany, New York. Friday night, the Buffalo River Works, of course, in Buffalo, New York, and of course, Saturday night at TakeOver. Uh, let's see, other news, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be talking about the iconic signing autographs there. 
Also, next week, ladies and gentlemen, here's where you can check out the WWE at an action facility near you. One week from Friday, ladies and gentlemen, of course, at the Bismarck Event Center in Bismarck, North Dakota. Saturday night at the Aurora Arena, ladies and gentlemen, in Grand Forks, North Dakota. And then one week from Saturday, uh, Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, at the Fargo Dome and at the EHI Health Center in Fargo, North Dakota and Omaha, Nebraska. Now, also, ladies and gentlemen, we can tell you, however, we've got some other news. I believe we're going to be in the early part of October. I think I found out be in October. But folks, we're going to let you know about that. Now, we already told you where we're going to be as far as SmackDown goes, however, the first week of October. We'll tell you now, ladies and gentlemen, here is the set of the action, however, ladies and gentlemen, however, believe it or not, however. Of that. October 6th, we will be in Sacramento, California, and our good friend Danny from Oak Park, Tower at the Golden One Center, ladies and gentlemen. I have heard rumors going around that possibly maybe, I cannot confirm the yet though, but maybe Monday night, October 7th, we'll be back at the Honda Center in Anaheim, California, ladies and gentlemen, the home of the mighty Quack Quack Ducks and the home of the LA Angels. And then, ladies and gentlemen, possibly that's Friday. That's right, that's Friday, October the 11th, ladies and gentlemen. We return to Sin City, USA, either the Thomas and Mack Center or T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. But I can't tell you this, ladies and gentlemen. Hold on to your power for this one, folks. As of now, this is early speculation from what I've heard, ladies and gentlemen. I'll double check this confirming that. We'll look forward to this in the next few weeks and let you know more about it. Coming up, ladies and gentlemen, Monday night, that's right, Monday night, October 21st, we return to the city by the lake, Cleveland, Ohio, ladies and gentlemen, as Monday Night Raw returns to you live at the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse, formerly the Big Q Quicken Loans Arena, ladies and gentlemen, in Cleveland. We do not know when tickets will go on sale for that, but we'll let you know more about that. Also, ladies and gentlemen, we can tell you, of course, the early we're going to be in November, towards the end of November, as far as that goes, so be sure to check that out as we're going to Chicago the Friday, November 22nd, Saturday the 23rd, as we return to War Games. Three, Revenge of the Sith, that's going to be a great event. Chicago will also host Survivor Series on the 24th. And then the 25th, hour, right before Thanksgiving, ladies and gentlemen, we have a lot to be thankful for, however, let's just say, as we wrap up our four nights in Chicago in grandiose style. Not, so far, it looks like we've got a busy fall, hour as summer is almost over. And fall is Yep. And I hate to see it go. Yes, but you know what, Howard, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of this I mean, it, I mean, it was a little warm today, but it wasn't too bad either, so uh, go figure. Oh, come on. You're you're a winner. You're 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 a winner liberal. <laughs> that, you, you know, you're right. I, I, I kind of am. I mean, that, you're right about that. That, that. That's one thing you, you are right about, Sean. I will give you that. Uh, before we continue on, folks, however, we do want to send out a very special shout-out and a very special mail call to Captain Birthday to one of the greatest hockey players of all time, Sidney Crosby. Sid today is 32 years old, ladies and gentlemen. So happy birthday to the legendary Sidney Crosby, Pittsburgh Penguins, ladies and gentlemen, however. That should be fantastic. I'm sure he's having a fantastic birthday, however. Birthday, however. So we will definitely uh, want to give him a special shout-out here on today. Now, uh, some other news before, of course, as you know, we about earlier this week, of course, Monday Night Raw was in Pittsburgh, of course, a very interesting week. Megan! What's that? <laughs> I was all, I was talking to a friend. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. 
Well, we can tell you earlier today, however, that date 15 of the Q1 Climax out did take place, ladies and gentlemen, however, and we will tell you about here are the matches that did happen today. Hitteru like, you know, Suzuki, Taichi, Yoshinobu Kimura defeated Yanu, Yota Suzuki, and Yuya Yamura, however, ladies and gentlemen. Hiroki, Yoshi, and Yoshi Hashi beat Yumino, and John Boston surprisingly did have a block here for today. Meanwhile, Howard, Jay White, Chase Owens, and Takahashi defeated Robinson. Homo, Aki, Anma, and Koa Hanair in a six-person tag. Aito, Takashi, Ishii, Jeff Bob, and Narasa, then Stanley, ladies and gentlemen. Sonata, Sonata, and Sarsa defeated him in a very good match. Tenahashi took on Badlock and Bale, Kido and Keystones in an A-Block tournament match. Badlock and Bale won that one. Ruach took on Kenta, however. Ruach defeated him in a very, very good match. We understand that was a very entertaining. Kota Ayabushi took on Zack Sabre Jr. Kota Ayabushi won. Okada took on Evil, let's just say, and as a result, Okada defeated Evil. And then, ladies and gentlemen, here are the as of now. This is actually this is the way the A block looks right now. Okada has 14 points, Ayabushi has 12, Evil Kenta, Tenahashi, and Sonata has 8. Zack Sabre Jr., Austin Bradlock Fail has 6, Lance Archer has 4. In the B block, Dean Ambrose has 10 points, Jay White, Naito, however, Ishii and Hiroki go to each have 8, Juice Robinson, Koro Yenu, Taichi, and Jeff Cobb have 6, and Shingo Takaji, however, has 4 points. Now, the B block will resume tomorrow, the Yokohama Cultural Gymnasium, the following match. Ishii versus Takaji, Juice Robinson versus Jay White, which should be a fantastic match. Goto versus John Moxley, Jeff Cobb versus Naito, and Toru Yanu versus Tai Chi. However, the A Block will conclude Saturday in Tokyo at the Budokan Hall with these matches: Okada versus Ayabushi, Tenahashi versus Will Osprey, Kenta versus Zack Sabre Jr., Evil versus Lance Archer, and Sonata versus Bad Luck Fail. The B Block matches, however, will conclude on Sunday, and here are the matches that will be going on there: Juice Robinson and John Moxley. You know the history. Those two had earlier this year. Naito versus Jay White. Goji versus Takachi. Jeff Cobb versus Toru Yanu. And Ishii versus Tai Chi. Now, the NJPW G1 Climax 29 Finals will be held this Monday at the Budokan Hall with the A Block and B Block winners. So, John, so far as we come down the stretch, however, in the New Japan uh, affair, however, as far as this tournament goes, there's been some pretty good uh, action all around the last month or so from all over the country. Wow, nice. Yes, yes, yes indeed. And ladies and gentlemen, we can tell you also that this Friday night, ladies and gentlemen, start off the weekend in Toronto in style. At the Manami Athletic Center, ladies and gentlemen, Ring of Honor will be presented the Summer Supercar Show. Ladies and gentlemen, there are nine matches on the card. It's underway at 7.30 p.m. And here are... You don't mind if I charge my phone, don't you? No. It will be PCO and Brody King versus TKO Ryan and Vinny Ortegola. Jay Lethal and Jonathan Gresham will take on Bandito and Mark Haskins. Mystico, Tucker Jr. and Anna Jr. will take on Barbero and Kevinaro. He Chi Ziru and Temploro in a six-person tag, so I've seen that too many times. Rush will take on Dolan Castle in a no-DQ match. Shane Taylor will take on Tracy Williams for the ROH TV title. Kelly Klein will take on Tasha Steeles with a Z for the Women of Honor Championship. But these are the two matches that I think will be fun to watch, ladies and gentlemen. First, 
in the ladder war for the ROH tag titles. The Briscoes will take on Tamatonga and Tangaloa. And that should be a great match there. And then, of course, the big one for the ROH world title. Matt Tavon will take on Alex Shelley for the Ring of Honor Championship. So, folks, things are really, really starting to heat up all over the world, Howard. Not just in Toronto, but hey, also JD. in Japan. Yes, John? JD. I'm going to get off I'm here. here. Oh, you're having phone issues? No. No, no, no. Just going to oh, get off here. Oh, okay. Well, apparently John is going to leave us now, ladies and gentlemen, and of course we will hear more from John here in just a little bit here at the 9 o'clock yep. hour with the history and birthday. So, yep. John, thank you much um, as always. I'll be back we'll and... open. Okay. Bye. All right, the human suplex machine, John Gross, now leaving us a little early here tonight. That's all right. John usually does that. He doesn't stay very long here on the debate show, but that's okay. I will be keeping you company here for a little while longer. However, let's give you the number again, one 562 Of course, one three nine nine two six pound I am your host of the evening. We were expecting the king and queen of madness, but unfortunately, due to circumstances beyond our control, uh, they will not be joining them tonight as well. But we do want to special, special, send out a special couple things. First off, to MLD, Howard, to her son Caleb, who will be starting high school tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, I believe. Ninth grade, Howard, congratulations to his, her young son Caleb. We want to wish him the best of luck this year in his education and also in the wrestling scene. Caleb, uh, for myself and John and the rest of the gang, we definitely want to wish you good luck, young man, in your uh, first year of uh, high school, let's just say. Also, ladies and gentlemen, next Tuesday night, of course, will be our brother from another mother's birthday, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the good brother, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, of our group, ladies and gentlemen, the man who tells it like it is, Howard, and calls it right down the middle. Yes, folks, Gerard T. Smith, GTS, ladies and gentlemen, will be celebrating his 25th birthday, ladies and gentlemen, the silver anniversary of his birthday next week, ladies and gentlemen. So early on, we want to wish the king, of course, ladies and gentlemen, a very, very, very special happy birthday. Uh, much love to you, Guy, of course. Hope it is a super birthday, of course, and we hope to hear from you at some point next week or later this week, of course, as far as that goes. Of course, your birthday is coming up next Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen. And as I said, ladies and gentlemen, of course, uh, next Tuesday, of course, is not only GTS's birthday, it is his favorite woman's birthday, if you will. Yes, folks, I'm talking about the former NXT First ever women's champion. Yes, folks, the manager who is handling the Kabuki Warriors now, ladies and gentlemen, and the leader of Absolution at one time, folks. Yes, folks, I'm talking about the very sexy, the very glorious, the very vivacious Paige, if you will. P-A-I-G-E will be celebrating her birthday next week, along with the King, ladies and gentlemen. So you can imagine that'll be a lot of fun. So happy birthday early on to Paige and, of course, the King as well. Also, as we said, we'd like to wish Caleb uh, the best of luck in his first day of high school tomorrow. Uh, some other news and notes to report. Of course, we mentioned this earlier tonight, ladies and gentlemen, on um, the Power Hour, ladies and gentlemen. In case you did not hear, of course, last night, ladies and gentlemen, WWE, or not, excuse me, not WWE, the, um, what was I going to say, the um, HBO show Real Sports Hour began their uh, new season with the Oakland Raiders. And, of course, there has been reports going around, however, that formerly Mr. Big Chest, if you will, yes, formerly Mr. Big Chest of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Antonio Brown, who is now with the Raiders, ladies and gentlemen, and his mysterious foot injury has now been caused by the result of extreme frostbite due to a cryotherapy machine. Brown, of course, was not wearing appropriate footwear when he entered the chamber, of course, a few weeks ago and burned his feet, leaving them frostbitten, according to a source. The cause of his injury was first reported by Mike Florio, of course, by Pro Football Talk. 
Brown, of course, 31, has missed a significant portion of his first training camp with the Raiders and has not worked out with the team in the past week. However, Coach John Gruden did tell Sal Palantonio today, however, he hopes to have uh, Gruden back on the field sometime before the end of this week or early next week, despite the fact that Brown, however, did say, however, mind you, he might sit out, however, possibly until the start of the regular season. Now, speaking of the regular season, ladies and gentlemen, this is another story we're following very, very carefully, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, a lot of people talking about the whole Ezekiel Elliott issue. Of course, I have my opinions about that. I'm going to share about it here now on the show, and I've shared about it quite a bit also on our other shows, including Revolution, Wolfpack, um, ladies and gentlemen, as well as Revolution and Raw Radio. As you know, Dak Prescott, however, has said how he is threatening to sit out the entire season with the Dallas Cowboys unless he gets a new contract a la Le'Veon Bell, who did the same thing similar to last year. Well, my opinion about this is this. Uh, as you know, Dak is going to be owed $12 million over the next two years with the Dallas Cowboys and wants a bigger contract. In my opinion, however, I already said my piece about this, and I'll say it again. I think Ezekiel Elliott has been absolutely playing chicken with the Cowboys at this point. He really is. I mean, just like Dak Prescott, who says he wants to be on the top five quarterbacks in the NFL, like Eli Manning, like Big Ben Roethlisberger, like Tom Brady, like Andrew Luck, Heck, like Carson Wentz, his uh, rival in the NFC East. I think uh, Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott are not worth all that money and then some. Personally, I think Ezekiel Elliott is one of the most underrated, if not one of the most overhyped superstars in all of the league. He talks a great game. Yes, he's a decent ball player, but you know what? I think his ego gets the best of him. And I'll tell you right now, I think uh, I would not be surprised if the Dallas Cowboys at some point either tell him how uh, he's going to have to play out the rest of his contract, however, and then maybe they'll talk a new deal with him, or they're just going to get rid of him at some point. Right now, he's had an okay run in Dallas early on in his career, but I'll tell you what, within the last six months to a year, year and a half since he came uh, to be the Superman of Dallas, as he calls himself, however, the star running back, however, he's found himself in more trouble on the field as well as off the field. I do think, however, at this point, however, he will not get a new contract unless the Cowboys and Jerry Jones cave into his demands. As far as uh, Dak Prescott, I've already said my piece about him. I don't think he's worth $25, $30 million at being one of the top five quarterbacks in the league like Brady, Eli, Ben, Locke, Wentz, uh, Jared Goff, what have you. But I do think how at some point how he's going to either have to take what he's going to take how, or the Cowboys are just going to have to let him go. And as far as Amari Cooper goes, how, I mean, even though my attitude soured on him a little bit in Oakland, how, I think he has changed his attitude a little bit in Dallas somewhat. Uh, do I think he's worth uh, a new contract? It's a possibility. I'll say that. It's a little bit of a possibility. But again, I would not be surprised if uh, he is told that he'll get a little bit of a raise. But right now, as far as the Dallas Cryboys are concerned, how, and I do stress that word, Cryboys, because that's what they are, Cryboys, uh, I think Jerry Jones knows that Jason Garrett's uh, job is on the line down there in Dallas right now. I think after what happened with Dallas this last year, uh, they've got to turn around this year with all these guys and hope that these guys don't continue to uh, basically play to their own egos, both on and off the field with the fans and their own bosses and coaches, if you will, as well as the fans itself in Dallas. If they do, however, then they're going to be in for a long year. Uh, We'll have to wait and see what happens. Um, I've talked about John's boys before. Uh, I do think the Washington Redskins might be a little bit better this year. At least I hope they are. I think the big problem there is their quarterbacking power is still a little bit higher. I do think they need to have a quarterback that is healthy this year. We'll have to wait and see what happens there. Um, I do say this, though, and no disrespect to John in any way, shape, or form. I do think, however, that uh, Jay Gruden's job is on the line down there as well. I think he is under uh, very heavy scrutiny by owner Daniel Snyder, 
who, in my opinion, is probably one of the worst, if not the worst owner in all sports right now, I feel, in my opinion, because the guy just absolutely is a penny-pinching, grub-money-hungry, you-know-what, however, if you ask me, and he won't spend the money and time to go after a big-name uh, ball player or ball players, for that matter, but we'll see what happens uh, once the regular season begins. Um, also, talking about football, however, let's talk about what's going on down in Carolina. I mean, Jerry Richardson selling the team, of course, last year. I think the problem with the Carolina Panthers this year, uh, no disrespect to Mr. WCW's team, Chad Hinshaw, that is. However, I think uh, Cam has got to stay healthy. I think he's going to have a pretty good year, at least in my opinion. I think he'll have a pretty decent year. Uh, I do like Christian McCaffrey a lot. I think they still like him a lot running the football. I think he is going to be having a really good solid year, in my opinion, as far as running backs go. I think he might be one of the top five backs in the league this year, barring injury, barring anything else. I think he'll have a solid year. But I do think Cam has got to stay healthy if he wants to challenge the Saints and the Falcons in Tampa Bay uh, to win that division. And speaking of... Uh, who I think will win that division. I know Chad's going to hate me for saying this, but I think the Saints and Drew Brees and Michael Thomas getting that new big mega contract, which, again, just like uh, Amari Cooper and all these other guys in the NFL, is not worth all that money, however. But, again, apparently they think they are. Um, I still think Drew Brees is a very solid quarterback. I think he's one of the most uh, unique quarterbacks in the league. I mean, he doesn't uh, play to his own ego. He doesn't... Uh, get real cocky and arrogant. He just goes about and does his business. I do think the Saints are going to be the real deal this year. I think they have a good chance of winning the Super Bowl, if not Kansas City. I think they'll have a really solid year, but I do think Carolina will have a better year than most people would credit for, barring injury or anything else. I think they'll maybe turn some heads in that division. Maybe they'll give New Orleans a run for their money in the division. Um, as far as Atlanta and Tampa Bay goes, how are in the other division, in that same division, uh, I think Matt Ryan might take a step back again this year unless he improves his stature, just like Cam, uh, to challenge for that division. And as far as Tampa Bay goes, even though Bruce Arians took over that team, however, I do think the big problem with Tampa is right now they need a solid quarterback. I mean, right now, they let Brian Fitzmagic go, Fitzpatrick, that is, Fitzmagic, I called him because of his nickname last year. Uh, Jameis Winston, I think, with his attitude since he was at Florida State, is not a real good solid starting quarterback, I think, and I think that's what's hurting Tampa right now from being a good team. So I do think they're going to take a major, major downfall this year. Uh, but if uh, he can rise up above that, Howard, and above the critics like me and everyone else out there from uh, bashing him, so be it. But I just don't think he's going to have a solid year. I think Bruce Arians is going to have a rough year. I don't know why he got back into coaching in the first place. He should have stayed in as an announcer at CBS. I mean, he was making more money than I think anyone in this uh, country, for that matter, as far as sports announcing goes. So, in my opinion, I think him and John Gruden getting back into coaching was a little bit of a risk factor. Um, but speaking of risk factor, let's talk about uh, my boys, the Pittsburgh Steelers, down in the AFC North division. Um, first off, as far as Baltimore goes, however, the Baltimore Ravens, that is, uh, barring injury or anything else, I think Lamar Jackson might have a pretty good solid year. I am not a John Harbaugh fan by any means necessary, but I do know they lost a lot of players including Joe Flacco, Terrell Suggs, and them. So I think they're going to have a rough year. Uh, but I do think Lamar Jackson might have a pretty solid year running and throwing, barring anything else. Again, it depends on if he can stay healthy or not and uh, really keep his uh, head on a pole and a swivel because he knows that people will be coming after him. I thought he had a pretty good year last year as a rookie. I think he might be even a little bit better this year, however, barring anything else. However, but I don't think he's quite there just yet. I would say give him another year or two, and then he'll be a breakout star. But uh, I think he showed a little bit last year at times as a rookie. He was a solid player. I think he's going to be a little bit better this year, hopefully, but he might also go backwards this year. You never know. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, what can I say about the Bengals? I mean, 
even though they got a new coach, they're the same old team. Uh, they just continue to stink. They're a joke. Their ownership is a joke. Mike Brown, I am not a fan of him by any means necessary. Uh, Andy Dalton is absolutely a horrendous quarterback. Even when he was at TCU, I didn't think he was all that. And then some. Uh, the problem with the Bengals is, however, is they lost some big guys as well. Uh, they did lose A.J. Green at least until the start of the season, which kind of hurts them a little bit. But Tyler Boyd, the ex-Panther and uh, current Bengal wideout, however, has got to stay healthy this year. They just gave him a new contract. David Ross is a good uh, running back, or John Ross, I should say, excuse me, not David. John Ross, however, the Washington Husky former wideout, has got to be a solid number two. Uh, AJ's got to stay healthy as well. If they do that, however, they might be better, but I do think it's going to be them showing up last place this year. I just don't see any hope for them whatsoever. I think they've got last place all but locked up at this point as far as that North Division goes. Um, now let's talk about the Cleveland Browns, and you know how I feel about the Browns most of the time. Uh, I will say this. The Browns did go out this uh, past offseason and did spend some money. They did do that. They got Kareem Hunt. They got OBJ, Odell Beckham. But the thing is this. You lose Hunt until November, and that kind of hurts you a little bit. You have Beckham, Howard, who so far is uh, getting a little bit of a swelled head already early on in Cleveland. He's got to keep his attitude in check, a la Antonio Brown. The thing is, though, how OBJ's got to realize this, too, however. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is in Philadelphia. This isn't Washington. This isn't Dallas. This is Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, and Baltimore you're playing. Um, I do think, however, that Cleveland has got a pretty good, uh, decent offense. Uh, Baker Mayfield, I think, was good at times last year. But the thing with Baker, however, he did cause, kind of cause a scene a few weeks ago at a Cleveland Indians game that I'm sure upset his coaches, upset the owner, upset the fans in general. So if Baker wants to uh, really uh, be a good, solid starting quarterback in, the, in this league, however, he's got to cut down the tomfoolery. And uh, I think what he did last week was just that tomfoolery. Uh, hopefully he'll learn from this, however, not be uh, that pompous and arrogant again. I think he was really narcissistic the way he acted last week. And I just think that uh, that was totally uncalled for and immature. So hopefully he'll learn from that. Do I think the Browns have a chance to win this division? Uh, I'm not going to say yes on that. I'm not going to say no on it. I'm going to say it's a possible. But right now, I do think how they've got to stay healthy if they want to make it run at this. And that leads us to my hometown team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, the Pittsburgh Steelers, I mean, really were the biggest question mark by far so far this offseason. What kind of things would they look into? Um, yes, you still have Ben Roethlisberger around, and he's getting older. You still have young guys like Mason Rudolph, uh, James Carter, Juju Smith-Schuster, who I think is still lightning the ball to watch. I mean, he's really a lot of fun, both on and off the field. I mean, yeah, he can be a little cocky, too. But at 21-22, he's one of the best young wideouts in the up-and-coming future wideouts of the league, barring injury, barring anything else. I think he'll have a really good Pro Bowl season, at least in my opinion. Uh, defensively, I think this series could be a little bit better. Uh, I think T.J. Watt is going to have a really good, solid year. I mean, I know he's a little bit behind right now in training camp, of course, with the injury, of course. He's starting to catch up now, and it'll take him a while to catch up. Uh, I do think Cam Hayward will have a really solid year. I'm really looking forward to seeing what he's going to bring to the table, barring injury again. Uh, Stephon Tewitt, I think, is going to have an absolutely explosive year. I'm really looking forward to seeing him play, along with some of these other guys like Anthony Ciccolo. Uh, but the only question I question the Steelers on right now are a couple things. First off, their kicking game. Obviously, Chris Boswell was not quite on his game last year most of the time. Hopefully, he'll have a better year this year. Again, Ben Roethlisberger, the big key, I think, at quarterback. Can he stay healthy? That remains to be seen. 
running back, I think, is another question mark. Right now, I think, even though you got a good, solid running back in James Conner, James DeJet, I do like Benny, the Slithering Snake Snell, and that's what the nickname I'm giving him right now is the Slithering Snake. This is a guy who I said, of course, back in uh, early part of the spring, wouldn't it be nice if the Steelers drafted a nice fullback or a decent, solid, uh, complimenting running back to help out Conner and uh, spell the end of Le'Veon Bell's run here in Pittsburgh by bringing this kid in from Kentucky. Uh, I watched him a lot the last couple of years on TV and in the bowl game against Penn State. And sure enough, however, the third day of the draft, uh, in the first round, uh, excuse me, not in the fourth, first, third day, the uh, fourth round, however, uh, the first pick of the day of the Steelers, however, turned out to be this kid, Benny Snell. And so far, I have heard Benny Snell has had a very, very good showing so far early on in rookie camp. I'm really impressed with what I'm going to see. I'll be looking forward to watch him hopefully uh, hit some uh, uh, powerful runs, hopefully a little bit here and there on uh, Friday night. Of course, the Steelers will be playing Tampa, of course, in their uh, home opener in Pittsburgh this Friday, as I will be attending the game for a little bit. But uh, I've heard good things so far. Benny Snell is looking very sharp early on in the running game, so that's really good to see. Uh, like I said, I think the big question to the Steelers, though, obviously, is going to be their secondary this year. That's that's the big home run question. How are they going to do in secondary? Uh, first off, you have uh, Sean Davis, who has been up and down for most of his the last few years in his Steelers career. I think he's got to really turn it around this year and really show he is worth of staying. Uh, the same could be said about uh, Artie Burnt Burns, who is like a piece of burnt toast tower who can really uh, burn real easily and just basically uh, turn charcoal, if you will. No pun intended. I don't mean disrespect by saying those words, but I'm just saying right now he can really uh, find a way to just absolutely not show up when he's uh, on his game. So I think Davis and Burns have got to turn around this year. Last year they did not have a great year, and the year before they had a pretty good year, but last year they did not have that much of a good solid year, barring injury and other issues. I think this year so far they're trying to do a little bit better, and from what I've heard so far they're trying to still catch up on that. However, hopefully by the start of the season they'll be ready to go. Uh, but the guy I think who will have a really good year, at least I hope he does in the secondary and gets a new contract out of this, because I think this guy is really, really good and has been a real good player to watch when he's healthy, is Joe Hayden, the former Brown, uh, if you will, who we got three years ago and signed to that big contract hour. I know his contract's up after this year. I think the Steelers are trying to renegotiate his deal before the start of the season, if you will. Hopefully they'll get him locked in as far as that goes, and we'll see what he brings to the table. But I think Joe Hayden this year is going to at least, in my opinion, help. We'll try to keep this secondary from basically imploding. You know, I mean, you look at the Steelers' schedule, the first five weeks of the year, it's, it's no picnic by any means necessary. I mean, you've got uh, New England in the opener. You know what New England's capable of, and I'm not going to say too much about them because we all know what we think of New England here. But then the second week, you've got a big test with Russell Wilson at home in the home opener, and that'll be a challenge. Uh, week three, you go out to San Francisco, of course. Uh, you should beat them. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers, I think, are slowly improving, but they still need a little bit more time to rebuild, I think. So you should beat them. Week four, you're playing at home against Miami on a Monday night. You should absolutely beat them. Miami is just a joke, period. I mean, that whole organization has been a joke for the last several years. And I think the problem with the Dolphins is they need a real starting quarterback. Uh, they got rid of Ryan Tannehill. Uh, I believe it was just this past offseason, if I'm not mistaken. And I'll tell you right now, I think the big question with the Dolphins is this year, how are they going to do with a quarterback? Uh, I'm telling you here and now, and I'm going to say this here and now, folks. I think that next year, if I'm the Dolphins, if I'm finishing last this year, I'm looking at one of two quarterbacks that will step up my game, either Trevor Lawrence from Clemson, who I think will win the Heisman Trophy this year, in my opinion, or possibly Jake Fromm from Georgia, who will be right behind him. 
and then you can look at two off from Alabama. So I would look at one of those three as my future quarterback down the road. I think the Dolphins have not had a solid quarterback since Dan Marino. I think they really need a lot of help in that offense, and especially in the uh, uh, coaching circles as well, because I think Dolphins' coaching circles are just absolutely horrendous, to say the least. But uh, getting back to that, however, the Steelers should beat Miami there in Week 4. Uh, week 5 is going to be a test, though. I will tell you that right now. Week 5 will be a big test, of course, uh, mind you, when they play Baltimore here at home. And then the following week, they go out to L.A. to play the Chargers and Phillip Rivers, who last year, uh, I wouldn't say stole the game from us, but absolutely got some help last year, thanks to some uh, calls their way. Uh, do I think the Chargers will be uh, a little bit better? It's possible. I mean, I will say this right now. I think Phillip Rivers has got to stay healthy. I think if the Chargers want to make a serious run, they've got to hopefully hope that Rivers has a solid year. And as far as running game goes, they've got to hope that Melvin Gordon comes into camp uh, the regular season with a good attitude. Right now, he is not having a good attitude whatsoever. I'll be back in a second to continue this conversation in just a minute, folks. Okay. Hello? Hello? Okay, folks, we're back now. Hello? Okay. Well, as I was saying, folks, uh, getting back to Philip Rivers, however, uh, I do think the problem with uh, the Chargers is, is Melvin Gordon, obviously. I'll be right back. Okay, sorry about that, folks. As I said, um, getting back to what I was saying about uh, Philip Rivers, folks, I mean, this is a guy who really has never really won the big game. And I'll tell you right now, if they're going to make some noise, however, referring to uh, the Chargers, how this would be the year to do it. Do I think they have a chance against Oakland and possibly maybe Kansas City? Yeah, maybe. But at the end of the day, I don't think they really do. We'll have to wait and see. But, folks, uh, we will be watching that very, very carefully. You can bet on that. However, it's going to be very entertaining to watch, to say the very least. But we'll be talking more about football, of course, this uh, coming uh, 
Uh, Monday, ladies and gentlemen, with college football, we did share a little bit of pro football talk, of course, this past Monday, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, next week, however, I might have my thoughts, however, about who I think will make it to the bowl, and uh, I will give my early prediction as far as who I think the top six playoff teams in each AFC and NFC division who could be uh, making it in January. So I'm going to give you a little early tasteless, uh, not tasteless, a tasteful uh, thought there as far as that goes. Uh, just a quick reminder, ladies and gentlemen, of course, episode 708 will be coming up here in just a few minutes, followed by episode 709 on Friday. Don't forget episode 202, ladies and gentlemen, of Raw Radio will be this Monday on Raw Radio. Myself, Fonzie, the Rouse Thinking El Patel, uh, Mr. W. Chad Hinshaw, the Black Widow, GTS, and the rest of the gang will be on with me at 3 p.m. Of course, as we said, we will be talking about SmackDown. Of course, GTS and I will have your news headlines for you coming up in just a few minutes on episode 708, if you will. Of Revolution, so be sure to check that out. That should be a lot of fun. Uh, I do want to thank, of course, the Human Suplex Machine for joining us here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. How I'm, uh, like I said, I do want to thank. Like I said, how we do want to thank him for coming on. However. Uh, like I said, however, uh, like I said, however, we do want to. Uh, thank, of course, the Human Suplex Machine for joining us here, ladies and gentlemen. However, uh, like I said, however, here tonight, of course, we were uh, expecting, hopefully, some other people joining. Uh, like I said, sorry, not that, folks. Uh, uh, like I said, however, we do want to thank everyone for joining us here this evening, ladies and gentlemen. However, and I'm just uh, trying to do this here, so bear with me here, folks. I'm just having the music here. Okay, however, all right, there we go. We got that ready to go. Sounds good. Okay, folks, well, on that note, we're going to cut it a little loose here tonight. I do want to thank all of you for listening and joining us, as always, here tonight. We'll be back at the Wrestling Debate Table next week with our afterthoughts as far as TakeOver and Summer Slam, or Summer Scam, as I call it. We'll live up to the hype. Will it be worth watching? You be the judge, and we'll let you know what we think, however, a week from tonight. So, folks, uh, have a good rest of the night and a good rest of the evening. Be safe. Be careful out there with this weather. Again, our thoughts and prayers are certainly with the people of Texas and Ohio after the tragedy that happened this past week. And before we go, folks, we want to tell you that this show tonight, however, here at episode 175, I believe it is, is dedicated to the memory of the eight-time World's Heavyweight Champion, the one of the greatest heels of all time, Handsome Harley Race, who a week ago tomorrow we lost, sadly, at the age of 77, and who will be laid to rest this weekend. One of the best of all time, Howard Race, of course, battled with guys like Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair, Bruno San Martino, Hulk Hogan, and many others. So to Race's friends and family, how our thoughts and prayers are with you all tonight. However, we want to say that, however, on behalf of myself here in the panel here on the show, that uh, Harley Race will never, ever be forgotten. And if you talk about a guy who deserves to be on the Mount Rushmore as far as world champions goes, you got guys like uh, Bruno San Martino, Luthez, Ric Flair, and now you can put Harley Race along with other guys up there. But Harley Race is definitely one of those guys who should be bronzed up there as well. As a very unique wrestler, I mean, this is a guy who fought for 31 years, ladies and gentlemen, who started at the age of 20 and was told never to, he would never wrestle again after a freak accident, I believe, in 1960, I believe, or 61 it was. And then he went on to become a big success. And, of course, as we said, over the years, he had so many great battles with guys like uh, Dusty, Bruno, Flair, Jack Briscoe, Dory Funk, Terry Funk, Hulk Hogan, and many others. So uh, to race his friends and family, our thoughts and prayers are with him and his family, too 
his friends and family tonight, as well as we say goodbye to a very special, very humble, unique, very uh, very straightforward type shooting type person. However, no disrespect when I say shooting. I mean shooting as uh, uh, talented like it is, however, not the other way, however, but uh, that was the great Harley Race. So to Mr. Race, however, we say thank you, thank you, thank you for many years of your service, however, as both as a person and as a wrestler that you made us a fan of your work, certainly. And on that note, folks, we're going to take you out with a little Paul Revere on the Raiders from 1966, ladies and gentlemen, called Kicks Hour. So we're going to get our kicks going into uh, Revolution with Paul Revere and the gang. So we say goodnight to you, Howard, now from the Wrestling Debate Table. We will talk to you again next week and again just a little while with uh, Revolution as this is the Iceman saying so long from ringside and we'll catch you on the flip side very soon. And now here's a little Paul Revere and the Raiders as we say goodnight to you here at the Wrestling Debate Show. That was Paul Revere and the Raiders. But you know what, Howard? Just because I'm in such a great mood, ladies and gentlemen, we'll play a few minutes of our last song of the evening. This is one of my favorites, ladies and gentlemen, Howard, and I've played this song quite a bit, ladies and gentlemen. It is Deep Purple's Hush from 1968.
And that was Deep Purple with Shades of Deep Purple from their second song of their debut album from 1968, Rod Evans, Nick Simper, John Lord, and of course Ian Payas, along with Richie Blackmore, seeing us. Good night, ladies and gentlemen, from the Wrestling Debate Show. Good night, guys. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.